Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The D's discover what your, your mouse is and how you're feeling about it and start to look at what would be the upside of having the conversation, like what would be my hope? And then what could go wrong? This is why we haven't had the conversation, right? What could go wrong? Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is a rainy Saturday morning here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness and the Sasquatch Flag Company. Both of these sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrenny.com. This year, I'm offering a new way to purchase all of my books for a discount. I've bundled the books into what I call the Qualified Watchstander series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out if you're looking to step up your leadership game this year. Also, I wanted to remind you that Deep Leadership is ranked in the top 100 management shows in the U.S., and I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in each week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about mastering those tough conversations, and my guest is David Wood. David is a leadership coach and author of Mouse in the Room because the elephant isn't alone. David helps us understand the right way to have those hard conversations and why we shouldn't shy away from them. If you are currently anxious about discussing something with an employee, spouse, or child, this is your episode. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by David Wood. David is a former consulting actuary who built the world's largest coaching business. He believes that the tough conversations we avoid are the doorways to confidence, success, and even love in both work and life. He is the author of Mouse in the Room Because the Elephant Isn't Alone for Leaders, Managers, Partners, Parents, and Humans. And I'm excited to talk to him about the idea of mastering the tough conversations so, David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. 
I'm uh, I'm quite interested to see what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Me too. I mean, this is a great title for the book, and I think the idea of um, having those uh, tough conversations is a really important aspect of leadership. So I really wanted to have you on the show to talk about it. But before we dive into the book and, and talking about conversations, tell us a little bit about how you got into the coaching business and why you decided that's what you wanted to do in your career. Sure. Well, I thought I was doing pretty well as an actuary. I was a consulting actuary on Park Avenue, and I had great clients, Sony Music, Ford, Exxon. And um, someone suggested a personal growth program. So I went and did it because I, I wasn't happy in my marriage. And I figured I'm missing something, so I went along and checked it out. And I found that they changed my life, and I couldn't help but coach people in the course when someone was stuck. And they said, ah, this is what's going on. I'd say, well, did you hear what the teacher said yesterday? Did you apply that, or could you try this? And I changed somebody's life overnight. And it was such a, a great feeling to see how her life and her, her whole marriage shifted from my coaching. And so I decided to go and get training. And it was just becoming a profession back in 1997, 98. Uh, just the occasional person would print off a business card and say coach, but no one had even heard of it. And so I went and did a training program and I got certified. And initially I thought I couldn't do business coaching because uh, I'd gotten trained in life coaching. But then as I started working with business owners, I realized that all my your training as an actuary and dealing with risk and systems and money was perfect for business. So I started coaching business owners primarily because I understand entrepreneurs. I am one myself and I work with them on business stuff. Everyone wants to double revenue or double their take-home pay. So we start on that, but I get to work on the whole person because I'm trained not just in business coaching now, but in 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 people, um, which was a big thing for me because growing up, I didn't know anything about people. I was terrible. I didn't know how to feel. Uh, and it was, wasn't until I went and found all this training where I got to reclaim those parts of me. And as I discovered things like that, um, I'd love passing it on to my, my clients. So it might be something I learned 20 years ago or something I learned this morning. I get to pass it on and see someone apply it and that's rewarding for me. That's outstanding. So why do people seek you out? What, are, what, what in particular do they, do they come to you for? What specifically about your coaching do, do people find valuable? It seems to be, because I, I ask people, you know, what is it, why, why me? Why are we talking out of the, you know, five million people calling them a coach themselves, a coach these days? And it's usually because I handle the business side of things and I can help them with the business um, with a focus on focus. One of the things I do is help people work less and achieve more. And so they, they like that. But the reason they chose me was because I've spent 25 years sitting with gurus and doing things that would scare most human beings and really delving into the emotional side so I can work on the whole person. And they want that. There's a part of them that like 
wants to communicate better, wants to be more self-expressed, wants to leave a legacy, mm -hmm. wants to be closer with their kids. They want that. They may not want to pay for that. So they pay for doubling revenue, but they chose me because we're just going to start there. And that's not where we're going to finish up. That's outstanding. And throughout this you know, podcast and all the different episodes and guests we've had, we've seen how the business ties into the leader. And, uh, and if the leader's having problems, whether it's uh, emotional, physical, spiritual, you know, it, it affects the business. And uh, so the two are connected. And so it's, it's, it's good to see you focusing on both sides of it. So you want to double revenue, but you may have to fix some things in yourself first. And that's very interesting that you take that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think society is catching on these days and they're realizing, I mean, you know, Bill Gates has a coach for a reason and Andre Agassi has a coach for, for a reason. But people ca are catching on to, it's ridiculous to think we're one person at work and then we're another person when we're at home. No. And what, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, a really powerful statement. If you look at a hologram, every piece of the hologram has all of it in it. You just need a little piece of the hologram that re represents all of it. Same with us. You know, if we're doing, if we're treating the waiter some way, that's probably coming out with how we're talking to our wife or how we're talking to the CEO or how we're talking to the board. So that's a good thing. It's like, let's, if whatever we work on at home or in your, your life is probably going to translate. I've got, one of my best friends just said to me recently, I think I need to hire you. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk. And we just got off the phone and we just had a, a coaching session. And what she wants to work on is integrity. Mm -hmm. She wants to work on knowing that she's taking care of herself at the end of every day. And, and that involves putting a cap on the number of hours that she can work. Now, the irony is that, you know, here's my prediction, that as she does that, as we, as we develop that over six months, and she's setting greater boundaries and working less hours, she's going to make more money. Mm. She's going to attract more clients, a higher caliber of clients who respect that and want to be with someone who's really living their life and is taking care of themselves. So she's going to make more money because she's working on the life stuff. Mm, and it might yeah. sound a bit woo-woo sometimes, but I think that's how it works. You have to be enjoying yourself and you have to be loving your life or people will not want to work with you. They will not want to promote you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. I've started a new business uh, like almost, almost two years ago as an actor. So I'm still coaching and speaking and doing all that, but I've always wanted to see what would happen if I dived into acting. And, you know, the same is, is true of that. If I am not loving my life, not taking a run every day and drinking my, my green smoothie and, and taking care of myself, that has an impact on who wants to be around me and who wants to hire me to come on set and who says, let's get Let's get that guy in our, our next movie. It's all about your energy and your life. So that's good news if you're in business or have a job because you can work on yourself and know that it's going to be financially rewarded. 
Yeah. That's the good news. You don't have to separate them. Say, no, I just have to burn myself out here for 10 years and focus on getting ahead in my career and getting ahead in my business and we'll worry about living later. Those people don't come anywhere near me. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Good stuff for sure. So tell us about the new book. It's called uh, Moose in the Room because the elephant isn't alone. So, well, who is that book for? So go ahead. That might be the sequel, Moose in the Room. I like that. Oh, this one is actually... The Mouse in the Room. This one is actually Mouse in the Room. The Mouse in the Room. Sorry. I'm from uh, New England. We have moose up there. So maybe I... I I love that. Moose Moose in the Room. And it's got a little picture of a little mouse in the... It's the the mouse in the room. Yes. Because the elephant is alone. So who is the book... That's right. Who is the book written for? A book is written for humans. Most humans, if you're anything like me and my upbringing, uh, you weren't taught to identify what's happening inside you. Mm. You weren't taught to work out, wow, I think I'm starting to feel angry, or yeah, I actually feel disappointed about that, or I have this great desire, or, you know, oh, that's we know when something's bugging us. We know that. But the rest of the spectrum, it's often hard to identify, and we've been taught not to share it. Mm. Let's say someone disappoints you. Let's say your boss disappoints you. What training did you have that would allow you to go and have a, have a conversation about that and iron things out and clear the air? For most of us, it's none. And so I, uh, I was fortunate enough to have many, many coaches who would constantly push me to say, David, how could you say that? Oh, no, I couldn't say that. You know, we're talking about a bully from high school like 25 years ago, and it came up in conversation that I I didn't like the guy and I would never, ever speak to him again. And my coach walked me through it, and my brain, even after all the training I had, my brain was like, call him, call this guy, and tell him I've hated him for 20 years? No, that's not going to happen. But she coached me through it. It was a pretty big mouse that I was carrying around. The reason I, I call it a mouse in the room is because we know about the elephant. That's something we have in society. You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. Well, that's weird, and you should definitely address the elephant in the room. Maybe someone will write a book about that. Yes. You know, if if the meeting's running 20 minutes late and people are looking at their watches, there's an elephant here. All right? We all kind of know it. We're running late, but no one's talking about it. Okay, that's weird. If you get to the meeting 30 minutes late and just walk in, that might be an elephant if other people are thinking, where the hell was he? But a mouse is something that maybe only you know. Mm. Maybe it's just something you're experiencing. Maybe you're wondering if people are upset that you're late. That's a mouse. Maybe you're feeling disappointed. Or maybe you're wondering if, um, here's an example. I was in the the car with a new friend. And he was telling a story and he was starting to waffle a bit. He's like, you know, when people say it was in, in 21, like, no, maybe it was 2022. No, I think it was at the end. He was starting to do that. And I didn't want my friend to switch off. So I said, anyway, so he got a manager. And then later on, I just had the thought go through my mind, tiny mouse, just going, you know what? That was kind of rude. The guy was telling a story, however he was telling a story, and I cut him off. That was kind of rude. I wonder if he's 
upset about that. He might be like, dude, that wasn't cool. Or maybe it was nothing. I don't know. But those are two different mice. One that I'm thinking I, I did the wrong thing. And two, I'm wondering about him. And so Mouse in the Room is about identifying those things and then going and naming that mouse with the other person. And so because I've written the book and I've been practicing, I sent him an audio audio message. And I just said, by the way, I noticed I, I cut you off when I when I told you told that story. And I apologize. I, you know, what what was going on for me is I was worried she was going to switch off and I, I want to just get to the end. I jumped ahead. I shouldn't have done that. I should have just let you tell your story. Is there any way I can make it up to you? Uh, or I want to know the impact. And he just got back to me and he said, I don't even remember it, mm. you know, totally fine. So I got to find out that there's nothing there. But he also said, that was really nice of you to check in. Mm. So my story and this is a story mouse. I don't know if it's true. My story is that his trust in me went up uh, and that he feels closer to me um, because I took the time to check in. And just, did I did I mess up there or did I not? And that's a great question to go and ask of anybody when you're unsure. Did I mess up? Did I do something? Did I put you off? I've got neighbors in my building who don't even look at me. Uh, there's one. There's one that just... She used to be friendly and now she's not. And I don't know what's going on. How often does that happen? Yeah. Someone at work, yeah. someone at work doesn't seem that friendly. And your mind is going to, to town. In the book, this is a storytelling mouse. So what you can do is go up and say, hey, I'm just curious if I might have said something wrong. Is something I could apologize for. Uh, because, you know, we used to chat and now we don't. Is there maybe something I did? Hmm. Person might say... Yeah, that's an interesting uh, mouse because I uh, I think about I had an employee at one plant I ran for eight years. I've run a, a number of different manufacturing plants, but one of the plants, I had an employee who, you know, when I first started there, seemed to like me. We had a lot of good conversations. And then <clears throat> maybe the last, I don't know, four years or so, he just wouldn't talk to me. He would ignore me. And I never, I never breached the subject. I just said, well, you know, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> I don't right. think I've done anything wrong, but, you know. Uh, so. Right. That's our that's our default. Yeah, that's our default. And I've written the book to change the bar. So yeah. instead of instead of we'll just have the conversation when we, I really have to and I can't avoid it. Yeah, or when we're both really drunk. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I created a one pager because this is complex stuff about how to go forward. And if you don't do it in the right way, you can step on a minefield. But after twenty five years of doing this. I wrote a one-pager, which will give you a simple map to follow. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. 
This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they're lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at apexperformancesystems.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Each flag is hand-built and each star on the flag is hand-hammered and chiseled. No two flags are alike. They offer a variety of flag designs to honor the police, military, firefighters, dispatchers, and search and rescue personnel, to name a few. These stunning handmade flags look great in an office, a studio, the back porch, or above the fireplace mantle. They make the perfect gift for the veteran, first responder, or patriot in your life. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I was a customer long before they became a sponsor of the show. I can't recommend them enough, so if you're looking for that perfect, uniquely American make gift to give away or if you want to treat yourself go to sasquatchflags.com and get your order in today it's called the 3d process the first d is to discover what is your mouse all, all you may know is i don't like what's going on i or i don't you know i don't feel comfortable with this person the d is discover what your your mouse is and how you're feeling about it and start to look at what would be the upside of having the conversation, like what would be my hope? And then what could go wrong? This is why we haven't had the conversation, right? What could go wrong? And then if you're willing to accept the consequences, you check the box and then you proceed to, oh no, the, sorry, that's the decide. So the discover is what is my mouse and what am I feeling? The decide section is what could go wrong? What could go right? And is this worth it? And I'll tell you, Eight times out of 10, I found it's worth it. Once you've got this roadmap, the way you were doing it, maybe not, but your stats are going to be more like eight out of 10, nine out of 10. It's worth it to go and have the conversation. Um, And then if you decide, yes, I'm willing to accept these possible consequences for the upside, which, and the upside might be, I want to sleep better at night. I I want a closer working relationship with this person. I I don't want it to be awkward. I just want it to be good. Or I want to get the promotion or I want to get this client to work with me or whatever it is. Once you've got that positive intent, the third D is disarm. Mm -hmm. You want to disarm the person. You're not going to go in with, hey, I'm pissed. We need to talk. I had a, one of my colleagues who teaches this stuff once texted me that, and it wasn't a joke. She was pissed, and that's how she wrote it. And I, I later on, when we're actually talking about it, I said, look, do you want, you open a little coaching on that? And she said, yeah. And I said, you can do better than that text. I know you're pissed, but you're not normally going to get me on the other end of the phone. Mm. You're going to get someone else. You're going to put them off. Because my first reaction was, no, you need to talk. I don't need to talk about anything. Mm. So disarm is going to give you a simple roadmap 
for how to set up the conversation so that the other person goes, oh, yeah, yeah, now's a good time. What, what do you got? What's on your mind? Mm. Yeah. Rather, rather than them, because if you just say, hey, we need to talk about something, if you're like me, you're going to assume that you're in trouble. Well, you get defensive when you hear that, right? Yeah, I'm in trouble, or I want to tell you about something that didn't work for me. Like, ah. But if someone comes to me and says, hey, I've been thinking about uh, that meeting last week and thinking about uh, a desire I have about mm. our future meetings, and I wonder if you have a few minutes to talk about it. Because I think my, my intent is I'm hoping that the meetings could go even better. I think they could be even more fun for, for everybody. Do you have a few minutes? And if they, they say yes, now they've given consent. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, what do you got? Well, you know, what happened was this in the meeting. When that happened, you know, I get concerned. You know, say it might be, I noticed that um, you were late last meeting and it's happened a few times before. Does that sound right? So just check we're on the same page. And when that happens, I worry that other people are going to start being late and the meetings are just going to fall apart. And I find when people are on time, there's a sense of we're in it together. We all showed up here and let's do it. And I want that. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you'd be willing to come, uh, let's say, five minutes early and be an example for everyone else from now on. What do you, what do you think about that? Right? There are ways to come at it rather than, because uh, if, you do, if you don't come at it the right way, the other person, yeah, they get defensive and then it's, it's, it's. It's not a good experience, and then you just go, oh, now I know why I don't talk about these things. I don't want you to have that experience. I, yeah. I had one person write to me and say, I've been using this form, and I'm now batting four for four. I've mm. had four tough conversations in a row, and each of them have been wonderful. And just because, and you can even take the printout with you. It's a free download on my website, mouseintheroom.com. You can download it, look at the top left, because people go, where is it? top left, download it, fill it in. You can have it with you and say, I wrote down some notes because I didn't want to for forget anything. There you go. You don't have to like have had 20 years of practice and be able to do it all off the top of your head. No, write it down and then take it. I'll even, for some of the really tough ones, I might do a video. So I'll go through the form, I'll fill it in, whatever, and then I'll do a video. And if I don't like how the video came out, I'll do it again. I've done seven or eight if it's a really tricky one, and then I get it shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter, uh, and and I watch it, and then I'm like, okay, that's pretty positive. And mm. they can say yes or no, and I give them freedom to say yes or no. And uh, and then I send the video and say, look, if you're open to it, continue watching, and if you don't want to hear what I've got to say, stop the video now. So mm. they could send. Yeah. And I've had really great results with that. Everybody watches the video. And I, and I say, I'm, and I'm happy to talk about it. I just wanted to do this as a, as a first pass. And sometimes that's all you need. And they're like, oh, totally hear you. Yes, I'm on board. Or yeah, let's talk about it. And then we have a talk. But at least I know I've said everything I wanted to say. And then for bonus points, once you've said everything you want to say, check in with them mm. to see what their mice are. You don't want to just say, oh, well, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> and then we're left with a whole bunch of mice. No. How was it for you to hear this? You know, was it awkward or inspiring or embarrassing or something in between or annoying that I'm coming to you with this? And then find out how it is for them and they can share their mice.
Yeah, I like that a lot. What is, what's the benefit when we do have these tough conversations, when we do identify the mice and we do have these, uh, and we do better connect with people, whether it's in our work life, in our home life, in our community, what's the benefit? Well, let's first talk about what happens when we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we suffering from by not bringing it up? I know when something's really triggering me, I, I have trouble sleeping. Now, it doesn't happen very often, but um, like something upset me the other day. A neighbor had her dog by the exit of our building, and the dog will bark at you as you go past. And so I had to experience this when I left and when I came back. And I'm thinking, hey, what if you moved your dog 10 feet over there? Maybe it wouldn't bark at people coming in and out. Would you be willing to do that? Right? I could ask, have the conversation. So, but it, it upset me. I didn't have that conversation. And it upset me. I did say, would you move your dog? And she just brought it closer to her. And that was it. And I realized, I, I really, there's an opportunity here. But I was, I was upset. I was kind of triggered and this dog's barking at me. So my nervous system's activated. And then I got upstairs and I didn't feel good. So that's a clue. You often won't feel good. Maybe it's keeping you up at night. Maybe it's some issue with your boss or, or some person who could pay you a lot of money. And they're upset with you. There's a hierarchy. What if your partner's upset with you? Or there's something that's, that's awkward and you're having a fight. Okay. It feels bad. And then you got to tiptoe around that person. And just like, oh, every time you see them, oh, there's that thing. You know? So that's the bad, some of the bad stuff about not having the conversation. If you do have it, what I find often happens is one, I feel more relaxed. I feel better about myself because I spoke up. When I'm on a plane, can't stand people bumping my seat. Can't stand it. I get agitated and anxious. And so I turn around as soon as I get on the plane. I say, hey, how you doing? And I, can I make an unreasonable request? Uh, or can I ask you a favor? I uh, sometimes get nervous flying and bumping the seat makes it harder. So if you could just put some extra attention on it, um, on not bumping it, I'd be really grateful. You know, it's a little embarrassing for me to have to ask, ask, ask about it. And, and every single person, last 20 people, I, oh yeah, you got it. Fine. No problem. Mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. And then I say, and accidents happen. I know sometimes you can't help it. That's not a problem. You know, so don't stress about it. Every time I do that, I relax now for the rest of the flight, regardless of whether, whether they bump me. Mm. Because I've spoken up. So there's a power and integrity in simply speaking your truth. Hey, you know, I have a desire for this. Would you be up for that? No? Okay. Hey, I'm tolerating, I've been putting up with this and it's kind of bugging me. Like the lady with the dog. It stresses me out. Would you be willing to move just 10 feet? I'd, I'd appreciate it. Maybe your dog, dog won't bark. There's an integrity in having expressed that. So that's one benefit. Two, you get to have an impact on the other person and model, model for, for the whole of the world what leadership looks like. 
what going first looks like, what taking a risk looks like. I'm going to tell the truth and see what happens between us two humans. That's a bold move. We need that in the world, and you get to model that. Three, and I don't know how many numbers there are. I'm just making these up <laughs> as they come to my head. Another benefit is um, you probably will feel closer to the person. Just saying your piece and being heard is amazing. Just that you know, just that they heard you and they get it. Sometimes that's all you need. You'll probably feel closer if you get some empathy. And they're like, oh, yeah, oh, wow, I didn't even know. I'm so sorry about that. I once did that with an ex-girlfriend. I, I told her why I didn't want to be friends for 11 years because it was something I was holding on to. I finally told her, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I just, I didn't know I needed an apology, but I just wept. Mm. That came out of telling the truth. And now now she's a good friend of mine. I even hired her as as a PA for a while. She came and was supporting me around the house, all because I had that conversation. And the fourth benefit, which some might think I should lead with, but I like to end with this, is you might get the result you're after. You might be after more pay or a promotion, or you might be after that celebrity endorsing your book or someone coming to speak at your live event or, or, or a client signing up with you. You might get those wonderful results out of having the conversation that you've been avoiding. So I like to leave that for last because that's often what we're going for. I, I got I to learn this tough conversation stuff so I can mm. build my business. Okay, great. Um, and also, here's another thing. I think it increases people's trust in you. And they won't always know why they like you more and want to hang around you more or work for you more or follow you as a leader, they won't be able to put their finger on it. There was, there was one time I, I sat down with someone I was so starstruck by, Jack, Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul, and I got to sit next to him at a luncheon. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I practiced telling the truth and naming my mice. And I I can't believe, it's still amazing that I said this to him, but I said, would you be open to considering writing the foreword to my book? And I said, look, I want to be honest and upfront. I've asked Richard Branson. And if Richard Branson says, yes, I'm going to go with that. But I'm wondering, <laughs> and I know this is a bold, a bold request. Would you consider being a backup? And classic Jack, he said, well, you're going alphabetically. I understand that. <laughs> and he sort of made a joke about it. That's really bad. But, but anyway, Richard Branson did say no. Jack Canfield did say yes. Yes, I saw that. And uh, and I ended up not only having him write the foreword, but I ended up once having lunch with him uh, at his house. Um, and I I was feeling so thrilled and privileged to be at his home having lunch. And his wife came out and we hung out and they ended up inviting me to stay overnight and watch the presidential debates and do kickboxing in the morning. And it was such a, like a lifetime thrill for me to have that happen. I am a hundred percent convinced that if I was not practicing mouse naming and not practicing telling the truth, particularly when it could cost me something, 
that that would never have happened mm. because I'd just be like everybody else. Yes. Right? Mm. Now, some people, they meet me and they run for the hills. They're like, I don't want to be around someone who's telling the truth and being expressed and whatever. But a lot of other people are drawn, are drawn to that. And they're like, oh, I want some of that. I want to be like that. So the more you're willing to practice mouse naming, I think you become more charismatic and you will lose the people who shouldn't be around you. You will lose maybe the job or the partner or the, you know, the people that should not be around you and you will attract the people and opportunities that should. Mm. And so I'm beating the drum for self-expression all over the planet. This is, this is what I want to get excited about it. No, that's great. It's a fantastic book. And um, maybe uh, just before we wrap up, is there a final message you'd like to leave with, with our listeners about, this idea of tough conversations, we covered a lot of items, but well, what, what would be the final message to, to, our, to our listeners today sure. about the subject? They don't have to be tough. Yeah. It's tough for you. Yes. Because that's what I was going to say. Something's yeah. coming up. Something's coming up for you. So the, yeah. these conversations are a gateway into personal growth and leadership. Mm -hmm. So, look, identify the conversations, and the quickest and easiest way I know is to spend $12.95. I don't get to keep much of that. I didn't write the book for the money, but buy the thing on Amazon, read it. If you really like it, share it with your family, share it with your friends, share it with your staff, because it'll be so much easier for you to just have this be part of the culture. Hey, can I name a mouse with you? Hey, what's going on, right? Shift the whole culture. Um, so they don't have to be tough, but it's tough for you because you get to discover something every time you name one. Oh, this is why I'm worried about how people are, are going to see me. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about they're going to think I'm too sensitive and they're going to tell other people that I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Okay, great. Now I know what I'm worried about. Am I willing to risk that for the upside? It's a, even filling out the form, the 3D process, that is a win because you get to learn something about yourself. There's one other type of mice in the book. Uh, there are eight different types of mice, but one is called mirror mouse. And the thing I realized writing the book at the end, I got to the end of the book, I'm like, they're all mirror mice. They're all for you. If you decide to name them with someone else, bonus points. But just you working out, oh, this is what's going on for me, that's gonna make you a far better leader. And human. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Fantastic. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you, uh, your company, and this book? Thank you. Well, uh, a lot of uh, focus.ceo is, is my coaching website. Uh, it's not.com. I got the CEO domain. So focus.ceo. A lot of information on there is free. You can sign up and uh, send like two emails a week with, with a tip on improving your business and your life. Uh, you can reach out to me at david at focus.ceo. If you have a question that I didn't answer, I'm happy to help you. Please don't add me to your mailing list. I'd like <laughs> to opt in for that. But if you want to reach me personally, that's how to do it. If you're interested in coaching for your for you, for your business or your team, um, go to focus.ceo and click on apply for coaching. There's a really great intake form which will ask you probing questions. Only takes about five minutes, but you'll learn learn a lot. 
And if you submit it, it'll take you to my calendar where we can get on the phone. And I don't charge for those initial sessions uh, because it's how I find the right people to work with. So that's all at focus.co. And, um, and I've already mentioned if you want the worksheet or to buy the book, Mouse in the Room, you can go to mouseintheroom.com. Okay. Very good. And we're going to put links in the show notes for all those resources. So listeners, the, the book is Mouse in the Room. Um, if you're have those, if if you have those, uh, that anxiety about having a difficult conversation or have a conversation that needs to be had, but you're not, you're not sure how to have it. This is a great resource for you. And again, not only the book, but also the the worksheet you can use to be able to figure out how to, to be able to, you know, get those conversations happening. This is going to create a lot of, it's going to de-stress your life. I think if you have a lot of anxiety about conversation, if you have a plan for having the conversation, it's going to make things a lot easier for you. David, I really and appreciate it. And it can double your, your business. You know? Yeah, it can double your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Potential clients and endorsers and, and all those things. You got to keep on asking and asking and asking and having these conversations. So it's a great way, uh, not just to live your life, but to, to grow uh, the finances as well. I want to put that in there for the left brain people here. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, have those conversations, grow your business, uh, enjoy your life better by having those conversations. This is a great resource. David, thanks for coming on the show and sharing all of this, uh, all this insight in this new book. My pleasure, John. Thanks for the great questions. Well, thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed.